Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My, My Ship, Ship Story. Yeah, <laughs> that was terrible. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have another guest from the other side of the world, Australia. Down under, I won't even try to. I know, I know, Brad and Eric are waiting for me to do the Australian accent, and I can't. I got to break no, into not. it. No, 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 no we're not. It's Wait. terrible. It should it's be terrible. Allowed for an Oklahoma drawl to do a, an English ac a, Australian accent. No, you shouldn't do any accents. Don't do it. Don't do any accents. <laughs> no, all your accents are terrible. <laughs> I worked even really your hard at making them bad. I was going to say, even your Oklahoma accent is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> hey, y'all. All right. Well, hey, before we get Pippa into the story here, let's check in with Brad and Eric and see and what's happening in their neck of the woods. We'll start with Eric. What's going on? Hey, so today, I after about a year of no exercise, I finally went out to a run. You know, I've gained, I probably weigh more now than I have in the last decade. So I finally said, okay, that's enough. I need to get out and go running. So I finally got out and went for like a little three mile run. These, these years are catching up to me. Brad, out exercises and running, running around the, the plantation there. As oh yeah. He, at, as he loads smokes. Of loads of exercising. <laughs> Been doing loads of exercising lately. <laughs> I, could, I could just picture Brad riding around the property on a bike, smoking and drinking a bottle. Although I have been uh, I have been out in the yard today. It was a beautiful day. And I went out and roses are dead. Everything's dead. Everything's dead. The the freeze has killed absolutely everything. So I've been trying to go through and just cut everything off and hopefully things will come back but that's the same man as everything's here. everything's gone we've got some big nandinas that have been by our front door for 15 years that cover my whole window in the office and stuff and a, and a big rock fountain and stuff and then my uh, uh indian hawthorn bushes that are you know four foot by four foot tall and stuff they're all brown they're and and the middle where they come off of the stem is black. So I know they're, the leaves are going to fall off and dead. So I'm just waiting to see if anything will peek through and, and try to rebound. But um, crepe myrtles, crepe myrtles. That's what I was trying to think yeah. of. I've got like 20 crepe myrtles. Oh, all no. All day. Wow. Yeah. I got out and mowed, mowed the, the front yard anyway today and rode my bike. And you, as you guys know, I, I just got back from the beach and got really, really sunburned. And as we all know, when you're sunburned right before you peel and you work out and you start to sweat, it creates the bubbles and everything. So you, oh. you know, you dry off and it's like, and so now I'm I know straight on into a peeling process. It's and, and I told you this before, like somebody who worked on ships should know better than to get sunburned. <laughs> It's good on ships because, you know, you're drunk half the time. You don't feel anything. All right. Well, let's get back to the show and let's bring Pippa in here today, all the way from Australia. Welcome, Pippa, to the show. We can't wait to get in and hear your stories. And uh, what's uh, what's been going on? How's it going under down under in Australia? Good, you're in a whole good. different season, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I was going to say we're about to go into our autumn fall. Um, and it just blows my mind that people live in snow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just don't understand how you can get snowed in. And We had a really bad storm a, a few weeks ago. They got it worse than I did. But even in Nashville, we, I was stuck at home for almost a week. Well, we yeah, I couldn't imagine yeah. being locked in my house because of snow. But there is absolutely no way I would be driving <laughs> in snow. Yeah. I've got yeah. friends that live in, in Colorado and you know that when they get snowed in, they're literally open the door and it's a wall of snow that you have to dig yourself out of the house. Well, for a week, we were anywhere from minus 15 degrees Fahrenheit below zero to 23 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. That's too cold. It's, it was just horrible. Yeah. Uh, and, and Australia just fall doesn't now? experience that at, at all. No. <laughs> Has it ever snowed in Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we we have ski ski resorts and a ski season um, up in the mountains, but that's just Victoria, New South Wales. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool that oh, you have Tasmania. mountains. <laughs> Oklahoma doesn't even have mountains. <laughs> well, awesome. Let's start out with uh, Pippa. If you could tell us kind of what you did before ships and kind of how you got onto ships. And I work in casinos in Australia. I knew getting into being a dealer on board uh, that there was an opportunity to go and work on cruise ships. And really, as a dealer, you could go and work anywhere in the world, any casino. So it just gives you such opportunity to travel and to go see the world. So that definitely was a, a motivator in becoming a dealer. That's a pretty big perk to have that you can work pretty much anywhere. Do you Would specialize in work. any kind of any sort of dealy, dealer or do you deal everything? Can you do blackjack and whatever? So as long as you've got blackjack, roulette, you can basically walk into any casino really, depending on which sort of country, um, region, if you've got Baccarat, if you've got craps, stuff like that would help. Yeah, it's a, a four-week course to become a dealer and, and you That's can it. go travel the world. Wow. wow. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So what did you specialize in or what, what games got you? I, yeah, uh, I learned roulette first because my actual family is in casinos. Um, so I knew I was going to be a dealer at 18, went in for the sort of test and yeah. I'd learned all about blackjack, you know, blackjack on $5, um, the chips, the cards. And then when I went in and had my test, they went, yep, all right, you're good enough. You, you'll be a roulette dealer. And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> but, you know, you got to learn your, your 17, your 35 times table. But it's just huh. memory. It's it's not hard. Cool. You know, you are our first casino person, I think, on. Have we had anybody from casino before? Not that I can remember. Nope. First nope. casino. Yeah. Have you been listening to the podcast? Have you been listening how we blame everything on the casino? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I listened to the first couple and then, no. Yeah, you went <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because of the casino that I have that I still don't sleep until three or four because as the parties go, you know, we would work from, from what, six to midnight and then the dancers would have a party and then we'd go to the crew staff party and then we'd have photographers party. And then, you know, you guys are the last ones to get off. So, you know, on the way home to our cabin, we'd stop by the casino hall for a party. And then you'd look up and it's four o'clock in the morning. You got to get up at seven to do your shift and you're like... <laughs> The thing is, as casino dealers, we got to sleep in. Other than a sea day, we would get to sleep in. So, you know, like yeah. whenever you're in port, you're not working. Yeah. Yeah. No casino in port. That's a, no, that's a good schedule. I, I mean, for me, getting to know casino people was very dangerous because <laughs> we had to get up early. Uh, so Brad and I are pursers, 
And we always had to get up pretty early almost every almost every day. And so there are a couple of contracts where I got to know some casino people pretty well. And oh my God, it was rough. It was really rough. <laughs> See, it is all because of casino. Yeah, yeah. But they're great people. They are. Oh, yeah. No, they are. As as is the whole crew. I gotta ask you about roulette. Okay. So I you know, going into the the ships and the casinos and the islands and stuff. And, and we had a couple of dealers and stuff that, you know, we knew from the casino and stuff. And I'm like, okay, what's the safest game to play? They're like, well, blackjack is, you know, the easiest and Caribbean stucker, you know, Caribbean stud before Texas Hold'em. They're like, uh, I can't remember who it was, uh, but they were like, don't ever play roulette. And I was like, why? That seems so fun. He's like, has the worst odds because you know if the, if you're if you're really far up you know they can spin sections and throw you out and, and make you lose and all this kind of stuff i'm like what does that mean he's like well i could spin within a certain block of numbers you know pretty much you know anytime i want so if you're got you know three hundred thousand dollars up i'll spin to the other side of the board and you'll lose all your money and the casino's happy and i'm like you can't do that and he was like let's go so he took us down through the casino you know this is like after everything's closed and stuff and and he was like all right pick a number okay you know 20 and he'd spin every single time he spun it he spun it in a section of about that big and it landed every single time. And I'm like, fuck. I was like, I am, <laughs> I am never playing roulette. Like, I had never <laughs> heard that. that. Is and that he, right, Pippa? Because so, I've so, never heard of that. That's my question yeah, to you. Th- there are some people that have been in the industry that can absolutely spin sections. However, they've got little... I don't know if they're called diamonds or something. They're on the wheel uh-huh. where if the ball hits that, it's going to go anywhere. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Right. But at the same time, if they can spin sections to make you lose, they can also spin sections to help you win. Wow. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, very true. So, so you're saying cozy up to the dealer. dealer. <laughs> yeah, look after your dealer, right? Yeah. <laughs> and being, Australi- so being in Australia, we don't, we don't, accept tips we're not allowed to anything like that whereas on the ships that's how we make our income is through tips so um very different now does the roulette wheel spin the opposite way in australia because you're on the other side (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it does every spin is the opposite yeah I now, should ask dealers, that about the toilet too. So yeah. Do, so do dealers still on ships? I don't know if you're aware. Do dealers still on ships get tips? Is that still the way yeah. it works? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I would. Can I tell you how much I got paid? Of course. Yeah. You can share anything. No, you like want. so. Like I loved. I would say to the passengers, I would say, yeah, the company pays me fifteen dollars a day, which right. is what they did. Right. Like I'm very open person, and I would say that. <laughs> And I'd say the majority of my income is through my gratuities, um, which would be funny when I was cruising with Royal down in Australia because, like I said, Australian passengers, they don't know to tip at the best of times, let alone um, in the casino. So, But I I, I understand that way, way of life, but I would also give them my entertainment and my, you know, I'd put on the charm that I would say, oh, you can tip if you want to. (laughs) Enjoyed your time. (laughs) So so did you work mostly for Royal, all for Royal, or did you, you know, work for different lines? I started with Cunard for the Crown Dynasty for four months. I did. There's a story there. When was this? When was this? 
Oh, 96. Was that your first ship? It was. Okay. It was. 96? And then okay. I did, and then Royal. And then Royal bought out Celebrity. And so I did two contracts with Celebrity, but the rest all with Royal. From 96 to 2004. Wow, oh, so that's okay. a good time. Pretty yeah, good. That's yeah. Pretty good. You mentioned you had a story there with uh, with the first ship. So yeah, let's break into your story. Let's, let's just go ahead, story. get started. All right, my name is Pippa, and this is my ship story. I actually want to start way back though, when I was five years old, and I was. Living... <laughs> Wait, this is only a thirty minute ship. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very fast. They're just very kidding. Fast. Just kidding. Um, so I was five years old. I lived with my grandparents, and there was a situation one evening where I had to be taken next door, and I got to stay up later than normal, and I got to watch TV, and it's the first memory of watching TV or a TV show. And it just happened to be the love boat. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it was because of the situation happening next door or what it was, but I always had that passion and that drive and that thought about just being on a cruise ship. Was it the U.S. version of the love boat or the German version of the love boat? I only know the U.S. <laughs> okay. All right. Just checking. That's love boat. <laughs> Now I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> we, we didn't know that it existed or, or you know, uh, most of us didn't know that it existed until we, well, we had a guy from Germany telling us about the German love boat show. So we're like, okay. what? <laughs> I wonder if it's still the same theme song. This love boat. <laughs> <laughs> it goes I'm another sorry. wonderful I'm accent. Sorry. Brought to you by Coors Light. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So as I said, my family's in the casino business. So I knew again early on that I would be a dealer. I knew that I could go work on cruise ships being a dealer. So that was my big plan. Um, went over to America as a summer camp counselor and met up with my best friend in Miami. We got jobs with, I can't remember the name of it, but it was a guy called James McIntosh. And he said, you could go back to Australia to get your visa, or you can go to Jamaica. And because we'd been in the States for three months, we were like, no, we'll go home to Australia. We'll get the visa and we'll go back out to the Crown Dynasty. Got home to Australia. It all fell through. Absolutely devastated. Fast forward a year later, me and my best friend in England did a table test and got a job on the Crown Dynasty. So it was like we were meant to be on that ship. Wow. So uh, we joined it in Alaska, ha- had a day off every week with the inside passage. It was It's a small ship. It's 30,000 tonnes, 300 passengers. Uh, I started dating the casino manager and ah. we're doing at the end of the casino, at the end, end of the cruise, the casino has to count all the coins and cash. And so there was only nine of us in the casino. We were mucking around at the end of the night, throwing things, buckets and numbers to keep account of the gaming machines. And the manager said to me, he goes, oh, look, you guys were fooling around a bit too much. I think you've stuffed it up. And I said, no, 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 we're trained professionals. I'm sure it's all all above board. It's fine. And he goes, oh, I'll make you bet with you. And he bet that whoever... If, if I failed, if we didn't do it correctly, that I would have to do a strip like the Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yep, I'm confident that we, we did it all correctly. Anyway, it turns out we failed. Like three things <laughs> were wrong. Oh. So I lost the bet. 
he um the next week he had to go home for emergency uh his one of his grandparents had passed away so he was away for a week it's the inside passage it's our day off um me my best friend said oh look we'll do the bet we'll make sure that we do it we'll do it in the crew bar make it look like it's at night we'll put beer bottles bottles all around we'll <laughs> videotape it that's what we did <laughs> but there was like three cameras we were all the casino people had all the beer bottles and everything. We had Madonna on. Um, there were like wooden slats behind me with this spotlight. It wow. only went down to my underwear, by the way. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> it, was, it was PG. It was um, PG enough to, you'll have to send, send us that video so we can. <laughs> just to confirm. Yeah, we're going to need to review yeah, that one before. <laughs> Fast forward, so two girls in the casino were dating two guys from the galley and then they sort of, they broke up, um, sort of, I don't know if it was a messy breakup, but one of the guys tried to break into one of the casino girls' cabins. She reported it, he gets fired, and then he says, well, hang on, how can I get fired for accidentally bumping into this girl's cabin door when a casino girl does a strip in the crew bar and nothing said about it oh, oh no. no so then they had to do an investigation and the casino manager said to me he goes i think it might be best if you just hand in your resignation oh <gasps> oh no and You're this kidding. guy he was dating mm-hmm. I... he threw you under the bus and so did you you and I did. And I'm very grateful because I got to go home. My mum had a brain tumor. So I got to spend time with her before she passed away. And then uh, I got a job with Royal Caribbean. So I'm very grateful that I I moved on. Yeah. Well, I guess that's good. It all worked out for the better. But wow, I can't believe that it came down to that. And he threw you under the bus. He, he said, like, for a split second, because there was a, another sort of blonde girl that was sort of, I don't want to say in a bad way, but it just wasn't, you know, ship life wasn't really for her. So he right. thought for a split second of saying it was her and not me. But <laughs> it's fine. That, that would have been shady too. Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, what happened just, to the guy, that, the, the, the guy that said that? Well, what about the girl who did the striptease? Did well, it's funny. We team? actually met up with him on another ship. Oh, wow. <laughs> Both working for Royal. Oh, man. Any uh, get back at your stories? No. Like push him overboard or anything? <laughs> no. No, because like I said, I'm very, very grateful for getting on board with Royal. Oh. So, so just to go back a little bit, these casino counts, because as pursers, we would go up to the casino uh, and do the casino count. So it's like wh- wh- twice a cruise, usually a seven day cruise, like twice a cruise, you'd have the casino drop in the middle and then you'd have the final one. Um, and then we'd have to get up like at two or three in the morning. Uh, you know, one of the purses would have to go up to help with the casino count and God forbid it didn't balance because <laughs> you had to stay there until you figured out what the problem was in balance. And especially like you as a dealer, like you'd, you'd count it all out. So it's all there in front of everyone. And then, yeah, yeah. we just, ha- I've been there for like an hour and a half, two hours, just waiting yeah. for, for it to yeah. balance and I'm not doing anything. And you didn't catch lens. anybody cheating or anything? There was one guy that he, he had, he was playing with $25 chips. He went to the bathroom and there was the two guys at the table and they just started using his chips and playing with it, he lost 
they lost the chips. The guy comes back from the bathroom and he's like, Where, where's my money? And so they had a look on the cameras and it was plain as day that these two guys that were at his table like took his chips and played with them, lost them. And all that happened was they got kicked out of the casino just for that one night at the same table all together. So fast forward, got the job with Royal. My first ship was on the Song of America out of uh, LA, St. Pedro. Yeah, that's the a, love boat. Right, that's the, the love boat, boat board. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So, Where you're like, my life is complete. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Oh, that's is the uh, Eric was uh, he he uh, spent most of his time on Princess, uh, but um, is the love boat? What is that? Pacific Princess? Is that still? Yeah, the happening? original one was Pacific Princess. Not that original ship. That ship's been long gone for a long time. Princess just they filmed on actually more than one ship. I think they filmed on Pacific and Island Princess, and those were the one of the original ships that the fleet had those are long gone isn't that funny how many people like i mean it's it's got to be 90 percent of every person that worked on a cruise ship is because of the love boat i mean like you said you know when i was i mean i'm 50 i'll be 53 at the end of the month but you know when i was five i I watched love boat every single day kind of in the back of your brain you're like someday I'm going to be on a cruise. Well, I would say to my mom, she would say, you've got to do the dishes. You've got to make your bed. And I was like, no, nah, when I'm older, I'm never going to have to do dishes. <laughs> and yeah. then I didn't. I didn't do dishes. I didn't make my bed. I didn't wash. I didn't. An amazing lifestyle. That's awesome. That's one of the great things about working on ships is you don't have to make your bed. You don't have to do your own laundry unless you just want to. There's just so many. You don't have to cook your own food. You know, you just show up and eat. There's a lot of advantages. That's for you guys. We got no cabin stewards or anything in our in our cabins. We had to. What? No, No, they didn't. He remember he was down there below deck. They didn't get any. Oh down there. man, uh, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Well, but these days you don't. You don't have a cabin steward. Like you're doing a, it all yourself. Oh, really? I'm apolo- I'm apologizing yeah. for all the times that I just have liquor delivered to my cabin. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but even officers don't have stewards. I don't know about officers. I don't know how far it goes. I think but like they as, do. as a dealer, we don't have cabin stewards anymore. Um, we used to get like one day off after every seven days of work. Now we're working every day. There's no days off. The casino corridor is no right. no not a thing anymore because we'd have too many parties. So they've put in <laughs> other departments in between cabins, which oh, wow. isn't good. Yeah, but how does that work with the shift? Sleep you schedule. guys work so late. Uh, yeah, exactly. that's not good. So if someone gets up at six in the morning and they're putting their, their music on and you've just got home and you want to go to sleep. that That's oh. not good. That's yeah. that's. It's not as good as it used to be, you know, like back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we were we were the generation right before you. And then we asked the same question about the people that started in the 70s and 80s. And they're like, you guys didn't have as much fun as we did. We had no curfew. And, we, and we're like, what? <laughs> but you had it, curfew? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was 1.30. 1.30 out of passenger. Yeah. I mean, obviously out of passenger is by 1.30. Because... I can remember having a curfew on Celebrity, but I didn't have a curfew. I didn't think I had a curfew on Royal. <laughs> oh, I, w- I would put Coming wigs out on in glasses cabins. and go hide up on Top Deck. <laughs> <laughs> take off the name tag. Kind of hard to take off the casino vest because, you know, everybody knows that. Yeah, but see, that's the beauty of being 
out at that time, security wouldn't worry about you because just like, oh, yeah, you're working. Cool. Well, what about any stories on uh, casino parties? So my best friend who I worked with on the Crown Dynasty, then I got a job on Royal, but she also got a job on Royal. So I was on the Song of America. She was on the Nordic Empress. And uh, the Song of America was going repositioning up to New York for the Bermuda run. And she was doing seven days um, in the Caribbean. So we just happened that we're in St. Thomas for the one day. And I hadn't seen her since my mum had passed away. She know she knew St. Thomas because she'd been going there for weeks. Uh, she takes me straight up to Paradise Point. That's what it was. I was telling you guys about the, the little thing that goes up the mountain. The gondola. Gondola and yeah, and there's like a little uh, you can have a burger sandwich up there, yeah, bar, the bar up there, up there. Yes. Paradise Point. That's what it was, and where they sell bushwhackers, very famous drink. Right. And so yep. we got there. She buys me a bushwhacker, drink that. My friends arrive, they buy me a bushwhacker. Her friends arrive, they buy me a bushwhacker. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom and just going, I feel sunburn, I'm really hot. Like, I had no idea. I was this innocent 23-year-old going, oh. They're just down nine bushwhackers. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> I had to be carried on the gangway. I missed work that day, that night. And, um, oh, no. And this is my first contract. Just oh. And I, I was on the count that night as well. So the next day. I we're in um, San Juan, and yeah. the casino manager. I'm on on roulette, no, no game, and he comes up to me and he goes, "What what happened yesterday?" And I went, "Oh well, actually, I went to the doctors, and I have got this condition that you know makes me throw up or something." So yeah, that's, you know, I'm all sorted. And he goes, is that why you weren't at work last night? And I said, oh, no, no, that's not why I was. <laughs> and so he was he was very nice. He could have easily fired me and he didn't. Uh, Steve Bostock, the casino manager, and I'll be forever grateful. <laughs> well, he- because he, he had done the exact same thing when he was <laughs> Did you yeah. ever get a chance to work with your best friend on a ship? Yeah, so uh, I mean, um, we did the next two contracts together. Oh, okay. that's nice. Yeah, that's great that you have somebody from home that you got to, you know, to, yeah. to work on a ship with. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now going back to the corridor casino parties, we came down one time and because we were the two Australians, we walked into our cabin and everything was upside down. So the, the TV, <laughs> alcohol, the bottles, the um, box of tissues, like anything you could imagine, everything was just upside down. So that was pretty cool. Did anybody did anybody fess up to it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Our neighbor, yeah. Englishmen. Those blokes. Yeah, um, yeah. And then our birthdays happened to be a day apart in uh, September. We always have competitions on buying each other presents. And I said to her, I said, listen, I've outdone myself this year. You know, the present that I've got you is is bigger than our cabin. It's, it's just huge. It's amazing. And I'll really, actually, the present I've gotten you is bigger than this ship. The, the present I've got you is bigger than this ship. And she started to freak out. My birthday is first. So she gave me a karaoke machine, which is a huge hit on the ships. As yeah, you can yeah. <laughs> Drunk karaoke. And the next day, yeah, the 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 gift for her birthday was in a, a little a little packet, 
And I said, I'm so excited for you to open this because it's bigger than the ship. And she just didn't understand. She opens it up and it's a little like army guy with a parachute. And so I took a skydiving. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. That's too cool. That's why it was bigger than the ship. Yeah. Yeah. I've always wanted, how was that experience? Because I've always wanted to go skydiving and I I It was awesome. We did it in Key West. It's an old movie. It was a drop zone with Wesley Snipes. They actually filmed it in Key West in the Keys. And she went first and I was just so proud of her that she didn't die. (laughs) (laughs) So um, everybody's shoots opened. Four of us did it on that day and you could see because it was videotaped of, of us landing and the excitement just building because each time more of us had done the jump and so we were more excited but i i look back on it now going i can't believe i did it oh my gosh that's too cool we I, we actually my wife and i have a friend that um this is before we got on the cruise ships a few years before that but um this guy clark for his birthday he wanted to go skydiving so you know he did the classes and everything and took the classes and did the tandem jumps and stuff and his birthday was supposed to be his first solo by himself jump and uh, so they go up there and stuff and they reach out to you and the green light goes on. He jumps out and his parachute never opened and he fell all the way to the ground. And oh, he fell all the way to the ground. He lived. The only thing that said what? what? Yeah, well, once you hit terminal velocity, you can't go any faster. But yeah. um, but still, but still but he, he, the only, that's fast enough. That's yeah, fast yeah. enough. 170 miles an hour, um, I think is what it is. But um, the only thing, the only reason that he survived the the jump was he landed in a runoff, a cattle runoff. And so the ground was all mushy and wet from the, you know, pee and poop and all that stuff from the cattle, which when he fell, I mean, he broke all kinds of stuff and crushed lung and all that stuff. But he ingested some of that runoff. And I mean, he was in a coma for, I don't know, a year, but he had to learn how to walk again, talk again. And, and um, so when he did this a few years later, he went to Japan and took acupuncture from a Japanese, whatever, came home, wrote a book called my crash diet, but I still want to do it. I, I still want to do that. Have you skydived since then? No. Don't think that, about like- that then, you know, next time you go. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Scott. Way to go. Way to traumatize us all. Yeah, exactly. Um, We did cruises around New Zealand and a lot of people did bungee jumping and um, boat, jet boat stuff and but I have no desire to bungee jump ever, but I'm glad I jumped out of a plane. Why why Um, wouldn't you bungee jump? You're still attached to a cord. I, so I, I did, did bungee too. jump. Yeah. yeah, I did it. I did it too. But you know, compared to skydiving, that's nothing. Like <laughs> where'd you, skydiving is. Where'd you, Eric? I did it in Jamaica. <laughs> oh, um, yes. <laughs> we did one in Jamaica over like a over mountain, like a bridge uh, with the water down it, there. I did it off a crane, not far from where the ship was done. <laughs> I took I, a couple shots and um, and yeah, and I was just like, hey, why not? I gotta gotta do it. It was great. It was. The feeling of your feet, because, you know, you jump head first and the feeling of your feet going over your head, because it wasn't like a perfect straight dive, but your feet coming coming over your head felt really weird because I was just like, oh, my God, where the hell, where the hell am I going? But it was well, that, that's it with bungee jumping. You go back up and you have like, what, a good four bounces where yeah, yeah, you're yeah. free falling. 
Yeah, yeah. Our, my first bungee jump was in um, Nassau at a bar. Like Eric said, like a crane, like you would, you know, it was like a hundred bucks. You got a, a beer, three shots and a bungee jump. Yeah, and yeah. we did that. But that was, there was no four bounces. It was so short that it was like, boom. And then they lowered you down. <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> wow, I feel great. Every bone in my back just popped. <laughs> <laughs> No, mine wasn't bad. I have a picture of it. I have a picture. Somebody took a picture of me somewhere. I, I don't know where it is. It's one of those old pictures, but maybe I'll scan it so we can uh, post it here. But again, it's have, nothing compared to skydiving. I have a, I have a video of my bungee jump. We did it in uh, Stockholm. Yeah, I have a whole video of it. It's, it's not bad. Well, that sounds a that. little safer. Like Stockholm sounds a little safer than Nassau and Jamaica. <laughs> they were pretty safety conscious there. Yeah. <laughs> so pippa uh, any other stories uh, that you can think of did um, anybody try to steal a bag of cash from the casino or not not that i was on or not that i was aware of um saying that i've always wanted i would say a story that they should do a movie in regards to you know the end of cruise count and like a big um, mafia guy comes in, accidentally walks in and sees all the cash there. And then he books a cruise for the next cruise and then, you know, takes the casino down for all its millions. Ooh, <laughs> I think it's a great story. That's a great oh, story. Oh, that's a good movie. I, I was going to say, saw... I, met, I met my husband on board. Oh, wow. about that. Is he all right? He, he's he's all right guy. Australian. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, Can't be that uh, bad, Dan. No, he, he's <laughs> he, uh, We were bringing out the Millennium for Celebrity, little town in France called Batsamere, and we just happened to be the only two Australians. Batsamere. Batsamere, that's where I stayed, Batsamere. In the little village. Yeah, in the little village. I should mention, for Celebrity, you've got the Greek offices, and my name means something with Greek slang. Pippa. So, like, they'd be doing the safety call, and they'd be going, like, Mary, Julie. <laughs> Pippa? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I know what it means. What's it mean? <laughs> we're going we're gonna to look it up now. Um, well, it's slang. Can I say? You can say whatever you want. It means blowjob. Oh, okay. Oh. That's not so bad. But that's got to be weird for the name. Yes, definitely. It's, yeah. So the officers just look at me, but I have to explain to them, I know. I know what it means. <laughs> so so Pippa's your legal name. It's not uh, It's not a nickname. No, that's it's no. my name, Pippa. Yeah. That's okay. It. In England, isn't Pippa a nickname or is it just a full, full name? Um, it, it can be Philippa. either. So, yep. Yeah, so there is a name like Philippa, but I guess it's yeah. like being called Beth and not Elizabeth. Right, right, oh, right. Okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Met my husband. Um, we were really, really good friends, which was great um, when we first met. And then we went to different ships. We thought we were going to sort of live without each other and then I just missed him too much. And so then we, he and I would use this to the cows come home. He was on Majesty Monarch out of Miami. I was on Legend out of Athens and he flew from Miami to Athens to join me on my ship so we'd become a couple. I would be saying that all the time. I flew halfway around the world to be with you, you know. like. That's just totally yeah, romantic. And then now were you a dealer the entire time or did you eventually yeah. become a supervisor now? I I did a couple of shifts 
No, his supervisor didn't like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, yeah, he he did a couple more supervising than I did, but yeah. And Um, how long have you guys been married? 17 years. Excellent. We we got off in 2004 and got married then. Did you get married back in Australia or on the ships or an island? We did. We got married back in Australia, which now looking back on it, I wish we did do it somewhere like Hawaii. Like I've been, I haven't been to Hawaii yet. No. No, blows oh, my wow. mind. You're I not, thought you would have said you're not miss. You're not missing anything. Uh, no, I love Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to do a, a repo over there. But we had our honeymoon in Broome, Western Australia, which is the mm-hmm. most sort of isolated part away from Australia, which I find funny. But we wanted to honeymoon in Australia, but it was just we'd been working on ships forever and we just you just don't know what you have until you don't have it anymore. And mm-hmm. I just I miss the traveling. I, I miss the ships. I actually cruise as much as I can now as a passenger. Um, I've wedding crashed a wedding at Coco Cay. Um, <laughs> tell, us about, tell us about that. Wait, wait, tell us about that. That, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So there, there's a, you know, lots of Facebook groups online with in regards to cruising. And so I've met all these amazing Americans who love cruising. So there's a guy called Michael, Michael Poole. He was, he proposed to his uh, fiance on Coco Cay. And then a year later, Michael Franklin Paul, <laughs> and um, and then a year later they were getting married uh, on the island, and it was a uh, out of on the Mariner three days out of Port Canaveral. These guys would live stream anytime they'd go on cruises. At least once a week, there would be someone who was live streaming the sail away, you know, dinner, um, the show, anything. It, it was just really awesome, great community. A friend who I was on a cruise with the year before on the Harmony, um, Karen. She she had a cabin and she was going solo and she said, listen, if you want to um, come to the wedding, you can stay in my cabin for free. Boom. And so I was like, oh, wow, that's that's a real opportunity because um, I was like I could get my frequent flyer points from Brisbane to L.A. or no, um, across America. Anyway, I can use my frequent yeah. fire points. It's not going to cost me much money. So I had to come home and ask my husband, <laughs> that, can I just go to America for a three-day cruise? Oh, my God. crash a wedding. Oh, this is the best bit. I haven't even met this guy. (laughs) I only know this guy online. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So it was, I think, a good 30 hours to get there, and I think it was like 38 hours to get back. Oh, my gosh. You probably did that so fast you had no jet lag because it didn't have time. I I actually was jet lagged the whole time. (laughs) Wow. That's a long way to go for three days. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because those flights from Australia are brutal, and especially oh, on the way to Miami. Yeah, I've I've, flo- I've flown to, to yeah uh, Australia, oh. and it's oh, it's a schlep. She probably oh. will get on, take you know, drink four or five bushwhackers, and, and- <laughs> <laughs> that's the key to going to Australia. Get a couple of bushwhackers in, get on the plane. <laughs> You're good no, to go. No, yeah, you're good to go. You when have you to. In, no, it, it, look, it, when it's you too- when you get to Apia and uh, <laughs> Western Samoa, uh, don't worry about it. Just go in there and get a couple more bushwhackers, and then you're on your way. <laughs> it's it's three movies and two meals, and you're there. 
Yeah, no, but oh you need to gosh. do it in business class or first class. That's the way to do it. Yes, please. Yeah, because I've done it once. I did it once in coach, which was brutal. I, I hated it. And then luckily, the other two times I've gone to Australia, I was able to go in business class because of work. That was nice. That was like really nice. Okay, I'm, I'm laying down to go to sleep now. Like, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I'm ready. it's so good. Yeah. So, so how was the wedding? Now, just make sure I didn't miss this. So. Did they know you were coming to the wedding? No. So I was constantly saying to the groom, like, oh, because people were joking that I was just going to show up or that I could I could come. But I wanted the groom to just say, like, yeah, of course you're invited, you know, because yeah. I didn't want him to get upset if I did come all that way and, you know, right, I couldn't right. go to the wedding. Um, <laughs> wow. But, yeah, so he, he turned up at the hotel with the fiance, and I just surprised them both because because they're all big streaming um, yeah. like lives on the ship. But for the wedding, obviously, there was going to be no video recording of the wedding because they wanted people to be in the moment. And so I just said to them, "Hey guys, well, you said you weren't going to, you know, stream it live, so I had to turn up." <laughs> oh my god! So you so you went and told them that you like they they knew that you crashed a wedding. You flew from Australia. Well, when when they got to the hotel like two days before they get, got on the ship that's when they found out that I was in in the states oh my gosh wow. what, what did they say when you were like yeah I just flew here from Australia and I'm yeah, they just they couldn't believe it they were like yeah. oh my god <laughs> that's a movie right there <laughs> true and, and like I said like we'd never met in person before like we've only you know talked online or you know watched each other's scopes of cruising and stuff like that but it's just it's that passion and that um, love of cruising that is this huge community, which what's this, I just love. What's this dude's name again? Michael Franklin Poole. Three first names. Um, and just for clarification oh, for I, I type for people, Michael and it popped right up. Uh, just for clarification to some listeners who might not know what Coco Cay is or where Coco Cay is, Coco Cay is a private island uh, run by uh, Royal Caribbean in the Bahamas. It's a, a great little uh, vacation spot full of beaches. Oh, I can't friend him because I'm still in Facebook jail. <laughs> but he's friends with Ken Rush. King Rush. Oh, is he? I worked oh, with Ken. I worked really? with Ken. I, I was on the President's Cruise with him in 2018 on the Harmony. And uh, I think he's an amazing, amazing man, cruise. but I think he's an amazing asset to Royal Caribbean. I think I worked with him on the Grandeur. Hey, you know, a friend of mine on Facebook too called uh, Jolt. Mm -hmm. do, do, uh, uh, do you have any stories about Jolt? I'm going to have to try mm -hmm. to get him on here too. But that dude, oh my gosh, is funny. His his Turkish broken English accent, and I, I've got such a funny video of him and I wrestling below deck and smashing into a trash can at three o'clock in the morning, and a bunch of the the roster guys come out and are yelling at us. And I was gonna, of say, course, I'm you, sure the guys in the hallway appreciated that. Oh, they didn't like it. Well, it's funny. They're like, "What y'all doing, man? Wait!" And as soon as the camera goes to him, they're like, "Hey!" <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to post that. It's really funny. I, all I did was I, I predicted that his um, wife girlfriend was pregnant. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Christine, Christina. I had a dream that she was pregnant and then they got off the ship and sort of like two weeks later, they found out that they were pregnant. Well, wow. clairvoyant. All right. <laughs> Pippa, do you have any other stories that you can think of? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody. I Goodbye. No, no, no. Like I've got my, I've got my paperwork here. I've got pushed back my husband. <laughs> 
push back her story. now big time and uh, we're pressure. Notes, people. Notes. Future yeah. guests. Notes. Hey, uh, actually, Pippa, being that you cruise a lot, and this is international, and you mentioned that there's a lot of different Facebook groups and, and stuff for cruising and everything. Do you know or do you take uh, participate in the ducks, the ducks that people hide and find? Do you know I about do. this? But I haven't been able to get onto a ship to be able to do it <laughs> since I learned about them. But um, I, I guess you guys might not know this. I've got Ocean Time, which is a YouTube channel where I talk about cruising and stuff. So I also do group cruises where I take people on the cruise with me and sort of show them a good time. <laughs> so okay. how do they find you? How do they find you? Uh, I'm Pippa from Ocean Time and you can find me on oceantime.com.au, Ocean Time on YouTube or Ocean Time on Facebook. Gosh, this was a, this was a great show. I can't wait to uh, see how this turns out. Pippa, thanks for coming on and sharing your stuff with us. It was so Thank nice you. to meet you. You too, Thank you, you too. Great. Bye, guys. Great. Thanks. Bye. We'll see you later. Ciao. Ciao. It was cool. Oh, wow. I like, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, she was really nice. Awesome. I'm going to figure out how to cruise. Hey, everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast in video, please visit our YouTube channel, My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member, and if you have a story that you would like to tell, or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage